0: welcome to season two episode 66 of comic book nation the official podcast of comicbook.com i am your host kofi outlaw and with me today i got matt aguilar what up brandon davis is back with us again hello and producer jim Viscardi is stepping in front of the camera again hello yeah way to creep out Whoa. fans <laughs> um kind of oh yeah so we got a lot to talk about today, uh, BD is here because uh, he once again, I feel like in as many years, has got to come to talk with us about the ending of The Walking Dead, which has been, I mean, that's been your baby and your beat for a long time, but it's coming to an end, the AMC series, so we're going to go into what all's happening with the ending of The Walking Dead and where the franchise is going from here, because it's in a lot of directions, and so we got we to talk about all of that, and BD is the man in the know, So he's here to uh, guide us through. But we also got other things to talk about. We have a new version of Dune to discuss that has just made its first big splash with its uh, big trailer debut. We got more updates on the next-gen gaming front with what's going on with the PS5 price, what's happening with the Xbox price, and a bunch of other gaming stuff Matt really wanted to touch on, so we let him talk about that stuff. We have to talk about a prequel series for RoboCop that's in the works like a first quick look at The Mandalorian Season 2 and what else going on with that. Plus, Matt also wanted to indulge in some Power Rangers talk. He's got some exciting stuff to tell you and he's all hyped about that. And we're going to be talking about comics this week, including Marvel's Empire, which, you know, I feel some kind of way about and we're going to discuss. So, (laughs) let's get to it right at the top. Dune. It, depending on your age, you may or may not even know, like, what the hell Dune Doom even, Doom even is. Um, if you're, my, like, my age or, like, Matt or Jim and, like, our age, then you probably remember growing up with the crazy David Lynch movie um, version of Dune with the people with the blue eyes and the sandworms. And if that's all you remember, that's okay, because a lot of the times that was all I remembered as a kid or all I could pretty much comprehend about what Dune was about. But of course, as I've gotten older and, you know, gotten more into sci-fi, you know, you, you learn a lot more about it and, and what it's all about. And uh, this new version is coming our way by Denis Villeneuve. I think I got pretty, pretty close there. Sounds close enough. Close enough. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a crazy pronounced French name. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the guy who did Blade Runner, who uh, did Prisoners who did a rival. Uh, Yeah. Denny is like one of the, one of the, he makes
1: very, he makes very good looking movies.
0: Yes. Very, very good looking movies. So kind of like, we were all kind of seeing these production photos. This has got a huge cast um, led by of course, everybody's favorite young star, Timothy Chalamet. I don't even know if I said his name right. I just like to kind of you just did. pronounce it. I just love pronouncing his name whatever kind of way I feel like it is. I mean, the dude's famous. I mean, he's so famous. Who cares what I think, right? Um, but uh, yeah, Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, that person you heard mentioned before. Uh, Zendaya Zendaya and like Jason Momoa which Jason- one is it
2: can I just ask is it I've heard both is it Zendaya or Zendaya which one is um
0: it? I don't know I've heard both now I'm just trying not to screw it up and get canceled man Brandon, Brandon
1: you've met her Has she, she said has she, has she correct anyone just curious
3: when... honestly yeah uh once upon a time I knew the correct answer but <laughs> <laughs> I hear it so many I, I, and I'm gonna get crucified by like her fans right now but like, no, but like,
2: I, I hear it split I mean, down the middle. Says, every other know, interview, I've, I've heard watched.
3: it both ways so many times yeah. that like, every time I like have met her, I I know the proper way to say it, and I address her properly, and like people will say it properly. But then, like by the like by the time I'm talking about that interview, like everybody else is saying their you know, way. <laughs> it's Zendaya, <but> I
1: believe <laughs> I believe it's Zendaya.
3: Yes, what I believe that's what I think you, it is. Is that I believe free Zendaya? Goes in
0: he uses that app that tells him, like, how to pronounce it. <laughs> and after that, it's just... That uh, app is money. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, no lie, though. That app is really money. Uh, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. So, aside from name pronunciations, it's got a huge cast. And so we got to learn about who everybody's playing. And they did kind of one of those virtual rollouts, which are becoming in vogue in 2020 with an interview, Fast and Furious style, with a Q&A with the cast, beforehand, before we got the trailer. And this one was actually helpful because... It does help to sit down and explain to people like what Dune is, you know, and who is who and like what these factions are in the houses and house of Drades, Um And, you know, kind of lay that all out. Uh, yeah. And so we got to see it. And as Jim has already alluded to, because this is Denny, like it, it looks great. Um, yeah. The visuals are stunning. The sets, the props, the costumes. I mean, this is going to re inspire Dune fever all over again. It just from the visual aesthetic, like beyond. Is any it?
1: Favorite. Is it though?
0: Yeah, because I, oh, I, yeah. I
1: am. I am someone who literally had like I could care less about this movie, and it's and it feels <laughs> awful because it's Can got a stacked cast. To I have the zero. Show? I have zero affinity for the original. <laughs> it just feels like a movie like made for film Twitter.
0: Maybe I don't think so. I mean, (laughs) man, grenades already. (laughs) I think the level of, I think the people they chose are smart. I think the people they chose are going to bring a lot of people who normally would never have sought out Dune to the table to at least try to experience this. And like I said, I think this is one of those movies where just the visual aesthetic and the music and all that stuff is going to inspire, you know, you're going to get fashionista knockoffs of, you know, Zendaya's and Timothy Chalet's Dune look and, It'll be a whole fashion trend. Mark my words. I'm going full Charlie on this. Producer. Okay, so Kofi, do we want
2: to do we want to then go down the the gym rabbit hole yet? Because I actually do have something to add to that. Or do we want to wait to actually Look, talk about the trailer first? Everyone no, no, said
1: mean, the same thing about Blade. The his Blade Runner. Well, movie. I was well, gonna bring
2: great. That's what it I was, was gonna Blair bring up. Actually, hell. was Blade, no, Runner. Blade Runner only from Blade a, a commercial success point of view? Because that movie is still hailed as like great movie it's absolutely stunning and then it felt like when it hit the box office no one cared so i'm curious as to if this like
3: jim said these movies are made for film twitter (laughs) (laughs) so you agree then so you agree with i thought blade runner 2049 and everybody who claim, everybody who is a critic and and a a very esteemed film writer will call (laughs) me an a-hole for saying the movie was boring like it was I, like it was visually very pleasing it was very it was very cool to see these things and the color scheme and the and the grid of it all but at no point did I care about I
1: really was. wanted to like that movie because like it, it's it's got everything that I like in it and I just I just I couldn't well, i'm so glad here.
3: Jamie's not here to like just but, but like but as as also much. but that's the biggest <laughs> thing too like
1: and like the, the dune like the dune movie and like we'll talk about like we'll we'll get through the the trailer but like, if it's got that, it's got, you know, a, a bit of a Game of Thrones kind of aesthetic. And, you know, I know it's, I'm probably discounting it by comparing it to that. But, like, again, I mean, that's another thing that I wasn't terribly into, uh, you know, for much of. And so, I, like, I think that genre just may not be my thing. But, like, for a movie to have a, a cast this stacked and look as cool as it does, I am I am I'm just not in.
3: I don't think I'm as out as you are. Like I've not, yeah. I'm not like I am definitely wanting to see the movie day one. But uh, I just feel like I, I thought I'd be more excited about it with the cast and everything. But I'm not. I like like you. I also have no affinity for the original Dune. I don't. I, I'm not like uh, this isn't nostalgic for me because of that. So I mean, the cast has me excited, but really. That is probably the biggest draw for me because I think I, it's going to be a slow burn, Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve uh, movie. Um, and uh, well, Kofi, you want to? Are you getting on me about mispronouncing <laughs> a name right now? No, <laughs> I don't care about that. I think
0: I think a lot of you guys like point to one Denny movie, which is Blade Runner. Which I hate to break it to you, like right,
1: that—that's the only other movie I know him.
0: About. Uh, okay, but well, also this visually uh, matches. Can Blade I? Can Run. I get? Can I get my words out? Can you both shut up? Yeah, yeah like, go. Go, like, go
1: go 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 go, go. go, go, Go go go.
0: So you pointed to one movie he made when I hate to break it to you, but Blade Runner wasn't exactly like a thrill ride from the original. So like, I don't know what you were expecting in that sense. And maybe that's why, you know, esteemed film Twitter disagrees with you on this because they actually watched the first Blade Runner and kind of knew. I watched
1: the first Blade Runner. I knew what to expect. This did not feel like the first Blade Runner.
0: It didn't feel like the first Blade Runner. Also, so
3: the, the, the first Blade Runner is not a thrill movie. Let's just put that. It's out. not a
1: thrill okay, movie, okay. but it's way more
3: interesting. I, Jim, okay. have you not seen Sicario? Yes, yeah, Sicario, Sicario, Prisoners, okay, Sicario. Arrival. Like, yes, uh, I the, have seen. Oh, I those have seen good. Arrival. Okay, here's the thing. Here's why I keep going to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Even have mentioned you, Arrival in the intro. <laughs> like, how I did forgot. you forget? <laughs> Having seen those movies, and I really like those movies. This visually matches the, the, the Blade Runner 2049 aesthetic. So then I, that's why I'm going to that. Because to me, it gives me the vibes of that movie. I think it's going to be... I mean, with how big the idea of Dune is, I feel like it has to move faster than that. It's, it's not a movie that can, that can okay, be... Okay, but I
2: don't think those movies look anything alike.
3: I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, I mean, there
0: are trench coats and there are, there's a lot of sand. So in that sense, <laughs> they are very similar. I don't know. I I
1: just I I think the the way that the the shots are set up. Um. And and again, this is just a trailer, right? And so, but you know,
0: okay, supposed to get me
1: excited. Let me tell you what I'm
0: excited about. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Side. Okay. uh, okay, Let's take all the heady concepts of the political intrigue and sci-fi out of Doom. I'm excited because Rebecca Ferguson's in this as a Lady Macbeth character, and she's awesome. I'm excited because Jason Momoa doesn't look like he's going to be delivering me a boring, dramatic. (laughs) part it looks like he's gonna be smashing heads (laughs) yeah he looks like a badass swipe yeah he's a master swordsman with whatever kinetic crazy fighting style they created Stellan Skarsgård looks like a crazy frightening good villain in this um even Batista looks awesome like yeah this this looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be fun like I'm looking forward to this I don't think it's gonna be as boring and crazy as as you know Blade Runner
3: well see here's what happens I'm not as high on it as you and Matt are apparently. And I'm not as low on it as Jim is, but then I tend to agree more with Jim. And now I feel like I hate this movie before I saw it because, <laughs> because they- I'm not <laughs> high though.
2: Like it's not, it actually comes from a very like uninformed place. Cause like I Dune really just escaped me. Like I was never, yep. I just never got sucked into that. And I know it has diehard fans and it's kind of a lot like wheel of time for me. Like I just, I missed it. Like, I, I don't know why I was doing this. Like I just missed it. So I'm coming at this from really just hearing about Dune over the years and hearing mm-hmm. about the book. And so then this trailer did enough to like, I wanna see more, like it it was able to hook me. And for a lot of the reasons Kofi said, like those things I can, I, someone as doesn't know all the backstory and the politics and stuff, can just kind of latch on to some of the cool stuff and the giant sandworm and all that. And then as, as long as they do a good job of bowling those pieces of lore and pieces of the world to a new person like me it'll do enough to get me to go you know to see this movie so i'm kind of in the middle but it i liked the trailer i thought the trailer it did a lot more i did not expect to like this or care about this at all and i came in and afterwards i'm like oh cool that that looks interesting to me so that's yeah. where i, I mean the i mean the spice yeah, but even,
1: but even like, like, like what BD said, like I saw so many people just falling over themselves for this and being like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie trailer ever. And I'm looking at it going, w-
0: where? Like I thought Again, the- I, it's a mood. Dune is a mood. Can, it was a mood fair. when David Lynch made it, just like Twin yeah. Peaks. Twin Peaks yeah. is not the greatest thing ever to sit down and watch. It's a mood. That's Either fair. you get into the mood or you don't. <laughs> like, I sure you got this guy because it's a mood. And already- I, I, yeah. Like, I'm telling you, you're going to see kids start imitating Dune wear and all that stuff. It's going to become a fashion thing. I, I'm just putting it out there right now. Right. I also
2: think part of it is just as a quick aside, and then we, can, we got other stuff, I'm sure. But yeah. I, as someone who, like, recently went through this when The Witcher hit, and there's, mm-hmm. like, a, a a devout following of fans who, for the first time, feel like they're getting – like real money invested and real effort invested into adapting their series because a lot like Dune, right? Dune had a, didn't Dune have a TV miniseries too that was kind of budgeted or something like that? Because I know The Witcher did. The Witcher had this like very, it's 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 kind of bad now. Like if you look at it, it's terrible. Uh, but it's only had, really had that. And so for the Netflix backing and all that to happen, charges up a fan base. And the Dune, I mean, if you look at this trailer, you know its quality. It, it might not be for everybody, but They can look at this and go, "They're trying to do our franchise right." Right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's you're going to get a lot of the fan base just amped up because it feels like Hollywood's trying. So, I mean, I feel like there's a part of that, and that's not a bad thing. That's just I feel like that's just the fact.
0: All right, we got to move on because we got a lot to do. But uh, you can watch the Dune trailer on comicbook.com movies. Check it out. All right, moving on. Let's talk about PS Five. So, last time we were talking, we were kind of circling rumors about what the Xbox Series X and S were going to be priced and. how PlayStation would respond? Uh, so right now we're looking at it. That Xbox Series X will be 500, Series S or like 499. Xbox Series S will be 299, and uh, the outlet, Okay, so right now it looks like the current rumors are that the all digital PS5 will be 399, mm-hmm. and the disc drive version will be 499.
2: Yep, that is correct, so... and that.
0: It could be that, you know, we were talking about the game of chicken about who, who came out first with their price and what it forces the other company to do. And it looked like Xbox made the first move here and, or has kind of gotten to. Well, they
2: it. were kind of forced into that since yeah. it wasn't supposed to go till next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now, but that Sony may have had to drop their price point as their kind of speculation from a yeah. 600 range down to this range to kind of keep step. Six hundred. I
1: mean, even so, it's six hundred. Feels like a lot of
0: money. No, it's it doesn't. Not money. for a next generation console. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense.
2: Like, like I would, as much as TV. I would understand it, I kind of, I, that's a lot to. That's a big price tag for, a lot of people. Like that. Can that number. That, that hits big
0: hard. price tag, little man. The number
2: hits hard. <laughs> it, it hits hard a little it's bit. A hard but number. I feel like four hundred. It's perfect, because that's yes. the version I want.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 400 for so, a digital thing? Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you got me yeah. at launch. You got me at launch time. I'm not going to mean... Well, of, that's, why,
1: that's what I like so much about that Xbox uh, pricing, because here, here's the thing, right? Like, Xbox and PlayStation, war aside or whatever, that digital price point for the Xbox, combined with Game Pass, combined with, you know, all that stuff, is going to make console gaming way more accessible... Than it, ha- than it has been, than, or than it will be, that, like, this gen, right? Because and it's also going to be interesting to see how Game Pass also, and we're, you know, we're about to talk about it, but, like, its effect on the secondary market because there are a lot of great games uh, in, as part of Games Pass, and those are games that you would normally go to a GameStop and spend 15 bucks for, yeah. and now you don't have to because it's available digitally. You can download it to your Xbox and, boom, play it. Uh, and so like to me the xbox feels like way more bang for your buck than uh than what you may get with with the playstation right now
3: game um, pass. the game pass is netflix and game stop is blockbuster i feel like i mean that's actually
2: well okay here's the thing it's not we can't just limit it to games like Game Pass because Game Pass has been around for a few years, yes. Sure. But Steam was steamrolling GameStop a long time ago with their <laughs> Steam sales, so ever since that started, and you can get a full $60 game for three dollars, that's what really started moving this down the road. Um, but you know, and even to a lesser extent, you know, everybody has their own now, right? Like every publisher. And developer has their own little store that they're selling deals on it all of those across the board are undercutting gamestop and that's why gamestop has moved over to collectibles more and more and more in the past few in the past year so yeah like i agree game game pass is a great value and i think this actually i agree with you jim that i feel like this move the 299 thing moved this next generation of of pricing anyway in the right direction because then if, if the rumors are true and Sony did have to kind of move that down, that benefited everybody, you yeah. know, both of them are going to have a loss. Like Sony's going to have evidently a bigger loss with their high-end console and Microsoft's still going to eat a loss with theirs, but it's not going to be as much.
0: And um, I think they'll make it up for, I mean, you might make it up in volume because more people will be able to get in on this right. sooner. And
2: uh, yep. yeah, yeah. And this console generation is weird, too, because Microsoft is pushing this whole play anywhere thing. So they're not even in every interview they do. It's like they're not even worried about selling the box because you can play that same game on PC. And a lot, a lot of people have high end rigs. So this is weird. It's, it's a weird like they're not putting a lot. They're kind of almost Nintendoing it in that in that way yeah. of like, we don't care how we get you. We just care that we get you in the ecosystem. Um, Nintendo's made that work. So, you know, we'll see.
0: All right, Jim, you want to touch on some Fortnite Marvel stuff? Dude,
1: I am all in on the Fortnite train. Uh, this <laughs> BD made the comment to me earlier today when we were talking about it, uh, so I'm stealing, stealing your line, BD. But like, um, this season of Fortnite is a better Marvel game to me than Marvel's Avengers.
2: When oh, you wow. said that earlier, you <laughs> wow. did not say it
1: was wow. BDs. Yeah. You totally oh, no. jacked this his comment. Well, I mean, that's why I'm <laughs> giving him props now. It's a better, it's a better Marvel game. It's a better Marvel game than than Marvel's Avengers. It's just it to me, it is way more fun. It, they're totally different games. I get it, right? I mean, but not, like yeah. this, but this uh this oh. mo- the most recent update that literally came out today puts uh so for players who who know Fortnite. Frenzy Farm is gone, um, and it has been replaced with a giant, like, crater kind of lifted up into the air, and it's... it's uh, huh?
3: Like Sokovia getting lifted up. Yeah, right. yeah, basically.
1: And, uh, and we get, uh, you know, we get Stark, uh, Stark Tech. Uh, it gets its own building. Iron Man is a, kind of a mini-boss NPC there. You can pick up his meth, uh, mythic stuff, which is repulsor rays, and then uh, shoots out a unibeam from, from the chest. Uh, which are all, I mean, which are awesome, awesome things. And they've updated some of the other mythics where um, if you go near where some of the uh, Quinjets are and they're the Stark robots and you shoot down some of the drones, uh, Thor's hammer is a mythic weapon that you can get now. And that's in addition to Groot's rolling ball, you know, shield thing, uh, Silver Surfer's jump boost and the, the Dr. Doom stuff. Dr. Doom's still there um, and... And it's just a ton of fun. And then there's, there's a mode coming out called Marvel, uh, Marvel Mayhem or something. And it's duos or trios. And basically you get randomly pre-assigned four powers. And it's just like a beat 'em up So there's no guns. You just go at it with, you know, go at the other team and use the superpowers to, to beat them up. Um, and it's, you know, it's a tournament of 16, basically. Uh, and it's, it's been, it's been a ton of fun. The skins are awesome. The battle pass this season is great. The skins that you get are, uh, you get Groot, you get uh, Dr. Doom, Storm, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Wolverine is the, the secret skin, um, Silver, uh, Silver Surfer was in the item shop, Thor is the, the base one um i know i'm forgetting one or two more but there's like
3: a leak that says venom is coming
1: oh yeah like like venom venom may be coming like that that was something that like i think came out when the marvel mayhem stuff went live this morning and you could see the different powers you could use and so one of them was a venom power and it's like oh okay well maybe uh like venom is coming so (laughs) But all in all, yeah. But all in all, like it is. I mean, it's been a ton of fun. I mean, even like the the trailers they've been cutting for this thing have looked great. They're using Marvel adjacent music, and so it feels, you know, it feels awesome and epic. Um, and I'm I'm in for it. I love it. It's been a
2: lot of fun.
0: Matt, you want to real quick before we break, take us through announcements: uh, Prince of Persia and Rainbow Six Splinter Cell. Yeah.
2: So uh, today was the Ubisoft forward, and uh, they touched on all their big games. Uh, the previous uh, I think it was called Gods and Monsters got a new name, but that actually looked really slick. It's essentially cartoony Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'm, I'm all in for. But the big ones uh, were actually the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which had been rumored and leaked, but we actually got a confirm and we got a full trailer and uh, it comes out in 2021. Um, I mean, a lot of people are reacting uh, positively to it. I, I thought it looked a little underwhelming, but Then I adored the original game, so I'm hoping maybe that's just like alpha footage and things like that. We also got, because I know Kofi loves Splinter Cell, uh, we also got Rainbow Six Siege had previously announced uh, their operation with Sam Fisher returning, and in this uh, presentation, we got a full trailer, very like all animation uh, intro trailer to his mission. We still haven't like received like full on gameplay deep dive into it yet, but uh, you know, for those who have been wanting Sam Fisher in a game again, this isn't exactly that, but it's Pretty close. So, you know, fingers crossed. But yeah, it was a pretty good presentation overall. And also Watch Dogs Legion is looking better and better. I'm getting more and more excited for this game that I completely wrote off at the beginning. I'm <laughs> hoping it, I am hoping it delivers. So fingers crossed.
0: You, me too, buddy. All right, that'll do it for gaming. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the Robocop prequel series, the Mandalorian Power Rangers, The Walking Dead and comics. So stay tuned for all of that. Right. Coming on back. Let's talk RoboCop. So, the story of Murphy is a uh, classic one that I uh, showed my children when they were born because it's a story that needs to be told and needs to be remembered. And uh now we're getting a new chapter of it, but unfortunately it won't be about Murphy. So, this is a RoboCop prequel series, but it's not going to be about RoboCop. <laughs> so, there you have it. Still here? Still interested? there were some great reactions to that online
1: look i am a i am a i'm a big 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 robocop fan
3: no so
0: like okay well let's just talk about what it is yeah so the prequel series will be about dick jones the kind of executive that was the villain in robocop and it's kind of about his corporate rise so there you go um and i could see why that's If you don't understand, like Paul Verhoeven's Robocop is a very, like everything else Verhoeven does, it became celebrated as a genre film when it was really like a subversion of genre film. Um, And so a lot of what Robocop's about is kind of the corporatization of America or or the corporatization of capitalism and how, what kind of like run amok society that could lead to. And yeah, so this is a probably good time for that series. About a crazy corporate shark kind of making a rise in this kind of slightly heightened sci-fi world would would be uh, it could be really good if done well. I mean, you have got to get over that hump of initial premise of just telling people it's a RoboCop series with no RoboCop. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the part of the thing that excites me is is the is the wor- the potential world building because the thing about RoboCop is it just drops you in there and you're just left to assume like. All of this stuff like just exists, right? So I'm actually I've always been kind of curious to how RoboCop gets to RoboCop, and so maybe
2: hopefully we, see- I mean, we
1: see some of that.
2: It's yeah. one of those things, though, that so I one I some feel like some things are better itching- left unsaid.
1: Yeah, no no, but- no, no, no,
2: no, not even that because I'm all for someone trying their hand at filling out a universe or whatever. It's just one of those things we were kind of touching on before. Like, are you? because it has been celebrated as a genre film because all the reactions i saw were well then it's just a cop story well then it's just well the whole movie's about robocop and doing stuff and why is it? it's it's the fight now is really to give for to give people to give it a chance like if you can i don't know how they're gonna win those people over because it seems like entrenched that that movie they'll, they'll is really not a dude to, they'll, blast and stuff.
1: They'll find a, they'll find a way to get Robocop.
2: You know what this reminds me, this, like the reason I'm kind of not
0: completely out is, this show, the premise reminds me of something you could do. If you ever remember that show, Better Off Ted, which I believe oh, yeah. offered through the excellent CBS All Access. It's, um, it was a show about a crazy corporation where this guy who was a well-meaning guy worked, but he was, he was a corporate guy at the same time. And they did research and development and they worked on all kinds of crazy products that they were gonna put out into the world. And, and it was like, and it was a house of zany ideas, essentially, that they worked in. And, and the stuff ended up harmful or whatever, but they would have to corporate it and kind of spin it to how they could use these potentially hazardous products or anything. And this is what this kind of reminds me of. It could be a great satirical show about a place that's not too far removed from some of the stuff we, we hear as ideas in our current society, and just dealing with like, civil chaos and, and social upheaval with these absurd ideas like building an ed 209 and like all that stuff and kind of to deal with this stuff um you could do it in a really funny kind of twisted way but uh will we get that i don't know we'll see dead or alive the show is watched by me
1: how long have you been waiting to
0: to say that one. Thirty <laughs> seconds. All thirty seconds. All of thirty seconds, Jim. I'm spontaneous. It's good though. Spontaneous, good. yeah. All right. Uh let's move right along to something else. The Mandalorian is coming back. And uh yeah, it's coming back October thirtieth, like we said, and we got in our first look. We got some photos showing our old familiar characters like Gina Carano and uh, uh Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers, I couldn't. Yes, Carl Weathers. Name. Couldn't remember his name for a second there. I can't believe I almost forget Carl Weather's name. That's, that's absurd. Um, yeah, we even put in, you know, Mando in The Child, which we're now calling Din Jarin in The Child. Come on, it's Mando and Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby
2: Yoda. Baby, <laughs> Baby Yoda.
0: Yeah, and we've heard some uh, exciting rumors. I mean, this continues to be one of our most, I mean, if not the only thing in fall TV that we're looking forward to, like in Deep Fall. Um, and yeah, this This continues to seem like it's going to be really kind of crazy. Gideon. We're going to find out about the Great Purge of Mandalore. We're going to get Ahsoka Tano. We're going to get Bozant, Bo -Bo Kreese, Katan, uh, as whatchamacallit, uh, what's her name? Oh my god, I can't believe. Starbuck, what's her name? uh Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Anyway. Uh, Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka, you know, uh, Bo, 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 uh, Bo-Katan is going to be, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Who is Starbucks? Somebody look this up. Help me out here. Wait, I'm looking uh, up.
2: Katie or Trisha? Katie
0: Sackoff, Katie Sackoff. Thank you. Okay. So Katie Sackoff's coming in. And now we're hearing rumor that other kind of characters from the Clone Wars and or Rebels series might be making an appearance in Mando season two. And that would be Sabine Wren in Captain Rex. Um, these are two people who have been speculated on for a long time because I mean, it's kind of hard for them to do any kind of f- storyline about uh, Bo Cree's Katan um, Bo Cree's, I keep reversing that. And Ahsoka Tano with, in the great purge of Mandalore without mm-hmm. including Sabine Wren and, and Captain Rex because they literally ended rebels with them kind yes. of that. Yeah. And, and them kind of being involved in that conflict. So we don't know who's going to play them, but we've, like I said, we've been hearing this, and this comes from Castle Run transmissions, which is the source that I kind of increasingly trust on Star Wars news. And it just sounds like Mandalorian season two is going to be really off the chain cool. Like, I mean, if you're a Star Wars longtime, you know, deep cut geek, this is going to be nuts. So, really looking forward to that, Brandon. This is like the time you check into Star Wars and get happy about it. Like, how you feeling?
3: Uh-huh. I mean, I think I'm. I'm I can't wait for a season two. I mean I thought the first season was damn near a masterpiece. Um I used to argue that I I uh thought the episodic format of it, like how everything was such an individualized story, almost frustrated me originally. Like I was like, well it feels like there is like a grander story that we're connecting to and uh I wanted it to focus on that. But it ended up really being satisfying how each episode had its own little objective. And I hope that continues now. At first I didn't want that. Now I want that to continue. Um, and I mean I'm not like a—it's no secret—not a Star Wars buff. Will watch every piece of Star Wars content that comes out, uh, with save for I have not watched all of Clone Wars and stuff. Um, so I mean, uh, like all the any movie, TV show right now, I'm gonna watch it. And I think if if anything, I'm most excited for new Mandalorian stuff. So, yeah, that's, I'm not—I don't know—I don't have the deep cut knowledge on this to to dive in, but I can't wait to see Baby Yoda again.
0: Well, it's gonna be awesome because. I'm going to be enjoying everybody's kind of like fresh, new amateur conversations about, you know, the great parts of Mandalore and Ahsoka and Sabine Wren. We're going to have to do this thing and hearing all these complaints of, why do I have to watch the animated series?
3: Because you do. <laughs> I don't know. I've, 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 uh, I've educated myself pretty well on the Darksaber stuff, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're an expert
0: at educating yourself. We're not counting you in that. We're counting
2: like the average person. Because but the even, so, but like, you the even though, stuff though you, you will rail film. on it, but you still know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we know you know that stuff.
2: But uh, yeah, the answer,
0: the real answer is the people who brought you the Mandalorian are the people who brought you the animated stuff. So there you go.
1: All but, right. like, but but the Mandalorian though in general has, oh, like, has kind of always had lo- that deep-cut Star Wars stuff. And like I, am, I would still consider myself a Star Wars novice, and I'm not at all worried about having the fact that I haven't really watched The Clone Wars or Rebels heading into Season 2, because I trust that I will figure it out along the way and let that just yeah, be a Yeah, they'll probably like, keep
0: it pretty basic. Like, who's yeah. Ahsoka? But That's
1: even, even still, like... I know, ne- but I always appreciate the fact that there is other stuff out there that is always, that like, can be added seasoning, basically. Like, if you want to deepen your I mean, those shows are so experience. good on themselves,
2: though. Like, just by themselves. They're good. They're just they so really long. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Too many episodes. Moving <laughs> right along. Are, Too much stuff to
0: watch. Uh, we are moving right along. What you consider hard is, is an interesting concept. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Matt, you want to talk, take us through Power Rangers.
2: Yeah, I'll just do a real quick thing. So uh, at the end of this month, uh, the 25th and 26th, Hasbro is doing PulseCon, which is their first like virtual convention for their site that has all the toys and all the merchandise and everything like that. One of the cool things is there will be panels and merchandise for like all of their brands, including Power Rangers, and there will be a Power Rangers panel that, uh, for those who are kind of Power Rangers fans know that this year was supposed to be Power Morphicon. It's an every other year thing. And typically what happens is the cast of the current season kind of hands the baton over to the new cast for the next two years. And they're the, it's their first introduction. And like, there's really cool moments between the cast. And it's the first reveal. So it's like a really big thing. Because obviously Power Morphicon had to delay their thing to 2021. We're not going to get that. But a lot of people are thinking that because the Beast Morphers cast is on this panel, not in its entirety, but a lot of the key players. Uh, that there will be some sort of, you know, announcement for Dino Fury the next season, and that we'll see that cast. There's been some leaks already, so we kind of know that they've already been cast. So we will see like that official passing of the torch type of thing, virtually, but still cool. So um, fingers crossed that it actually happens. Uh, and you can get more details on the panel at comicbook.com. But as a as a Power Rangers nerd, I'm very hopeful that this actually happens because. That was a super cool thing to go from Ninja Steel to Beast Morphers. I got to be there for that, and that was a really awesome moment. So I'm hoping we get something, some semblance of that this year. So that's it.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Keep a lookout, Power Rangers fans. Now we are going to move over into our deep dive, and today we've got to talk about the end of an era. The Walking Dead is coming to an end BD, tell us what happened because I mean, I feel like just like the comics, what was just like a year ago, or, or was that even in the fall? I can't remember. Tom, was
1: it a year ago, or was it just it earlier a fall. this year? It all blends together yeah. now. <laughs> uh,
3: it was a little over a year ago. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. that's craziness. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, a little over a year ago, when we just got hit with like the surprise that Kirkman was ending the comic series, and we were like, "What?" And now we're kind of in a similar situation. Or at least I was, and it seemed like a lot of fans were caught off guard. You are the insider, BD. Tell us, like, did you see that? Did you know this was coming down the pike? Like, y- like, why didn't you prepare us for more in twenty twenty? <laughs> um, in all seriousness, like, what's going on here? And uh, what's all going on with this? How the franchise is kind of branching out from here?
3: Yeah. So the facts here, the simple facts of it all, are that The Walking Dead is ending after season eleven. Uh, it's going to be a twenty-four episode season eleven that will run. We'll start next fall it'll continue in the spring of 2022 and end in the fall of 2022 three eight episode chunks uh after that ends there will be a daryl and carol spin-off show which seems to be a con- uh, continuation of the story and i'm guessing they're just going to leave and go off on their own journey so it's ride with norman reedus in the apocalypse uh and they're doing a tales of the Walking Dead show which this is probably the most exciting thing they've done i was gonna say yeah um and it's this is an episodic anthology series which will follow different characters uh either each episode or through mini arcs so you could get uh brand new characters in different countries and different portions of this country um or anywhere at any time in the walking dead universe or you could get existing characters so we might revisit abraham or glenn or anybody from the early days or or characters who kind of came and went on Fear and on The Walking Dead or whatever. Uh, So I think that that sounds like the most interesting thing they've done in a very long time. And there's big potential. I just think it's too late for people to care about The Walking Dead brand uh, with new content. Like, I mean, you're going to have your fans who are with it till the end, um, but it's going to be hard to introduce new fans. Uh, And so my interpretation from what I know and from what I can surmise of this uh, is that they always planned To end after 12 walking dead i mean at least in recent years the 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 plan became to end after 12 Uh, and that was communicated kind of quietly it wasn't made public Uh, and then with everything that has happened with the pandemic they were forced to not produce season 11 on as planned they added six episodes to season 10 which will which they want to start shooting uh, as soon as october if not a little bit earlier um, but they're still figuring that out and those are going to be the spring walking dead main walking dead content we're supposed to get um, and so when they did that they realized well we already have these six episodes if we do 24 in season 11 it we're only two episodes short of what would be season 12 in total um, and also amc saves a lot of money and it's no secret amc loves saving money after season 11 there are some really key members of the cast whose contract would have run up uh, and instead of having to negotiate a new contract, which would have been very expensive for AMC uh, and very profitable for the actors. And we've seen that that is not the way this show has operated historically. uh, I mean, (coughs) Chandler. (coughs) uh, So they decided to just kind of extend it, which I mean, from a business perspective, it makes the most sense. Pay them, maybe it's 50% more than their season regular fee or whatever the little added bonus if I spoke agent better, I could probably get more information on that, but I don't. Uh, so they're gonna—they just extended season eleven contracts a little bit and paid for more episodes instead of having to renegotiate for a whole new season. Uh, and it's gonna end, but as with The Walking Dead, it's never really gonna end. They're gonna have those spinoffs. They have—they're not—they're not calling it a Rick Grimes trilogy anymore. Nobody at AMC is referring to it as movies or a trilogy. They say a a Rick Grimes film. Uh, which is smart, but I also, like, I I think it's all, AMC has a history of getting ahead of themselves, uh, and I think they should not have announced the Carol Daryl show. I think they should have waited. Like, I think they should have looked at, like, I mean, it's and I think this stuff always goes back to Marvel because they have this franchise that looks like a genius plan that's so well thought out and planned ahead, but really it's looking at what works, looking at what doesn't work, and reacting to that and doing that uh, and kind of letting the plan be like structured but also fluid to those plans. And three years from now, who knows if Carol and Daryl will still be a hot topic for fans? More to
0: the uh, point, you robbed yourself of all the tension in the final seasons that these two, yeah, uh,
3: because you know they're gonna major, live. major, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's exactly. So, I that. mean, they did it with the Rick Grimes thing. It was like this within 30 seconds of people are still crying that Andrew Lincoln is not on The Walking Dead anymore. Scott Kimball is on Talking Dead to say, but hey, please stay interested. We're doing a trilogy of movies. And now that trilogy might not even happen, it feels like. Uh, And the Carol Daryl show, I I mean, probably going to happen. I know Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride are very invested in this, and and they're very happy to continue doing it. And I'm sure they're already signed on if it got announced. Um, But it's just, in 2023, to think about people still wanting Daryl Carol content, it just feels like it's becoming more and more niche. And that's a hard thing to market um, regardless of how good the show ends up being. That said, I'm sure there is a chunk of us who are going to watch it no matter what. Um, but I think this is the end. I think this is really the end of the walking dead era as we know it. I think fear of the walking dead is going to end in season seven. I think the walking dead world beyond ends after season two walking dead ends after this long season 11 and that those all are going to line up nicely to end in 2022 uh, and then really kind of launch with a, a few threads of those continuing um and then culminating in the movie uh but i think it's going to be a very different walking dead franchise after this with different actors and different faces and and all new stories
0: i'm really upset that the anthology thing didn't happen like years ago like yeah and yeah. in, in, instead of more fear like after fear season four i mean instead of fear season four or instead of the world beyond if we were just about to get it right now like i'd, I'd be really happy for it right now yeah because um, that yeah. is a great kind of use of the concept of a walking dead like
3: and from what i know about everybody involved with this show i can only imagine greg nicotero was the one pushing for that and i imagine he pushed for it a long time ago and got told no we can't do it right now so he went and did creep show and amc then went ahead and picked up creep show episodes and they were like well damn this isn't very expensive it's people watch it uh greg gets to kind of be greg and every and i mean walking dead fans love greg's work he's one of the most talented people on the show i wish he had more control all along uh, so yeah. I think, I imagine that that is kind of a way to keep Greg on board and let him do something that he has already proved works. And I think, like, you could do episodes in the snow. You could do episodes in Barcelona, like yeah. the comic that was Rick's yeah. brother. You can go to China and show the fall in Asia. You can do all, like, you can you know, show... You can
0: do the distant future. You could do, like, yeah. yeah.
3: It's, I think that yeah, awesome it's the, stuff, the, like, right the at me, the fall.
0: Last it, of a style, right when it yes. collapses. Uh...
3: Yes, I think that is the most interesting thing we can see in The Walking Dead going forward. But hopefully like knowing this franchise, like you'll have eight episodes of that. Everyone will love episode three and then episode five will be a pile of crap, but they'll already have decided, we loved episode five behind the scenes. We're gonna do more of that. And the fans will be like, well, we want episode three characters back. So hopefully they, they kind of let it, let it breathe and let the fans determine what's next uh, and stop making decisions so many years in advance. Uh, as if this was a warner brothers panel and titles were flashing across the screen for movies we're never going to see oh <laughs> dang
2: yeah i mean it's kind of crazy
0: Look,
1: brandon um, we ended we ended up getting new mutants we may get these. and we got we do go go forever
3: we never got <laughs> <Excuse Jenga. laughs> we never got green lantern core we never got... You guys were Green Lantern. And, oh, man,
0: I've been in this long enough to remember the Green Lantern Flash movie that was coming out. Yeah, yeah I know. mean, like, was, was it already...
3: Like, I don't movie. think... Yeah. I think both of you at that point, so the answer to this is probably no. I don't think anybody was in Hall H when... This might have been when I went as a fan. Like, I don't know if I went for work or before I worked here, and I just went purely as a fan. But one of their panels, it was 2014, 15, or 16. One of those years, they started their panel by just a montage of movie titles, like just movie titles, and we've only seen like two of the 10 titles. I think that was 15 yeah. that they ended up showing. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it was yeah. in the, that was the first
1: year. That was when we had like Cyborg, Batgirl, uh, Wars, Batgirl,
3: yeah. Cyborg, like Green Lantern Corps, Wonder Woman. It, I mean, we, and yeah, like, yeah. Ambush <laughs> Bug. Yeah.
2: we didn't get
0: Ambush you Bug. Know, Justice that was Star- Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Booster
3: Gold. It's, it's no, been crazy
0: that's been crazy
3: but i mean it's just it's just i I feel like it's a there's no need to make these promises especially if they might even they might end up being over promises because you have your people who are here and they're not staying because you have more content coming they're staying because they're already they're 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 invested now so i i mean some people are excited about daryl carroll some people don't care some people don't want it but uh it it is what it is. I mean, I'm with the Walking I Dead. Mean, I mean, the- I think
0: after the main series ends, if you give me an anthology series and you use it to like launch new horror talent and stuff like that, actors, directors and stuff like yeah. that, like I'd watch that for that showcase even if it just had a Walking Dead name on it. I'm not watching it for any Walking Dead specific reason. I just want to see good horror stories in like a zombie apocalypse world and you can do
2: a bunch of those and yeah, it that'd be, be awesome. And that's all if- I need if in that same I mean it, it will or maybe I don't know maybe you can fit it in there be like what if style tales like what if Andrea had never died like, yeah, I like think stuff would be like really
3: that cool. I mean well then that would be The Walking Dead comic um
2: right but like yeah like it, you could do stuff that's like oh hey what if well what if we didn't make this major screw up here like it, writing a thing and then maybe being able to bring in the original I don't know like how relationships are. With like the current team of Walking Dead, they're not and, like, great. People who were within the show have left it, yeah. So you know, but it would be
3: interesting. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that like like what if they didn't like what if they didn't kill Andrea? What if the governor wasn't like a bad guy or something like? Where anything? did Carl yeah. go? Bring
0: old ass Carl back, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you are gonna you're gonna see Carl again. I'm not, I can't say any more than that. Carl fans will see Carl again.
0: Oh, I'm sure we will. But like, I would love name, to see Carl. just him, Chandler Riggs do a whole anthology app. Ep- where he's like old just on a pudding
3: hunt Just like (laughs) future
0: (laughs) daughter named sophia all right well that's going on what's going on the walking dead so it's ending but it ain't gonna be gone so i don't know get your feels in order i guess all right let's move over to comics let's just break these down really quick matt i don't see like you don't feel like you wrote anything in
2: comics i didn't uh because i completely forgot (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot to write them in. Uh, Honestly, though, this wasn't a packed week anyway, so I will highlight a couple of the things that stood out. But honestly, what we can really talk about is because two of the Marvel issues that came out were Empire-related, which ties into a rant that kofi i feel like wanted to get on anyway so i mean if you if you've read we're gonna do i was
0: just giving you a thing like yeah we're gonna talk empire yeah Um, i mean the
2: the best things that came out this week personally uh was i mean captain marvel that last issue actually was a really good tie-in uh to empire
1: because you love captain marvel
2: i do but man this was so good This is so good. Also, something kill is killing the children actually is good again. It, it, hit a, it hit a thing where it wasn't that great, and now it's like, this issue was great. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll actually stay that way. Uh, but that was, yeah, there wasn't like a ton this week. A lot of it was Empire. I,
1: I, I enjoyed Rise of Ultraman. Um, I wasn't hey, sure how bra- I was going yeah. to I did
0: not read that. All episode, the that's all me. books. Yeah, Jamie was saying all the X-Men books were great. Marauders was actually excellent, too, by the way. I forgot yep.
1: about Marauders. Mara- Marauders was, was very good this week.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got to catch up on that. All right, so that's comics. Let's talk Marvel's Empire. So we already went into this kind of before it was Marvel's summer crossover. We didn't really have summer. It really wasn't much of a
2: crossover,
0: <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, we talked about it and this was hyped up like all la- at the end of last year into this year as this game changing Marvel event that was going to tie back into the Kree Skull War and do all this stuff. And I'm really going out and saying this like I- I'm not hyperbolic about comics and stuff. I don't think I've ever been accused about that. And like, that. You leave that to me. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I, I'm seriously like wondering, and I've been trying to seriously think it through. If this is not the worst Marvel crossover, I think I've ever read. Uh, so so I was gonna close. ask you:
1: Do you like this? Do you like this better or or less than Fear itself?
0: Ah, the big question. Yes, I, <laughs> I think Fear itself was trash, but at least Fear itself had the novelty of introducing these entities that could at least make the covers look exciting and at least yep. get you thrilled about kind of seeing either spins on characters or these yeah. other new characters. I think yeah. that's unfair to fear itself, uh, yeah. personally.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. this is closer to Avengers X-Men trash. Yeah. Than- and this oh, is stop. Like- you didn't oh. you know, like Avengers vs. X-Men? Oh, that is such garbage. Oh, this stop. You, <laughs> you are, are a crazy person. Event. Such and a garbage a, event. That is a crazy it joke. To, I am the one who's supposed to, to have crazy takes.
0: Uncanny tanks. Avengers, which was, which was good. So we got something out of that. This was just a crossover about faceless plant people that i could not pick out as characters from one yep. panel to the next doing stuff with vegetation and stuff that it was so unclear like what the actual like threat was what's going on it's boring as hell i feel like reed richards and tony stark just hung out in a room for an entire crossover they pretty much did <laughs> finally getting <off> up <laughs> to do something with a bunch of science i don't really get about iron ore in the sun and like stopping a sun bomb and i'm like what like you've just i feel like we've gone full marvel with just like crazy comic booky bubble gum like crap with i don't even think it was stuff. that
1: like it was, it just it, like i'm with you it just it didn't make sense it was com- totally boring the original conceit for it with like especially to have like a shape another shape-shifting race and and be able like yeah like think that you're slick pulling that over by like having one of them you know, impersonate a scroll who, like, that's their whole that was thing. so, yeah. It was, it was, was such a meh. But kind I agree of, with kind of Kofi, of
2: with what Kofi said, I think it was last episode of the episode before about Empire, was that it felt like a complete bait and switch. Because you got me in. I was excited for this event. One, because I find the scroll and the Kree stuff interesting. I like the cosmic stuff. Uh, but, like, the central thing of, like, hey, we have someone who is both. And we have Hulkling, which the Young Avengers have always been interesting characters to me anyway. So like having that person put as their king and trying to navigate all that and take these warring races and unite them. That's interesting to me. That was what I was sold on. And then when we got in- what this was. The halfway, it wasn't even halfway through the first issue. It was, hey, by the way, plant people. And they're angry, angry plants. And then that was the entire thing in every issue of Empire, the main line anyway. Uh, The X-Men stuff was good. Uh, I feel like the Captain Marvel stuff was good. Uh, There was also some, there was one other tie-in. I'm always blanking on what it was, but there was another one that was actually pretty good too. But everything else was all plot points. It was just just like keeping track of the continuity. That's all the issues were. And then you get one little nugget of movement and then it would be like, all right, we're gone. And then the next issue was just as choppy. And honestly, the Fallout issues that came out this week were the same but at least they had the like thing at the very end of hey we're gonna push something whether it was seeker and like watcher coming back out of his eye for some weird reason spoiler i mean okay no one read these anyway (laughs) (laughs) but but they were trash anyway so whatever but like comes out of his eye and he's like here and he's like and no explanation but at least that did something you know but there just wasn't much of Uh, And then, oh, and then at the very end, they have, like, the whole reason we built this up was this alliance and, like, seeing Hokling become king and all that. And then at the very end, they go far in the future and they tease that it's all crumbled already (laughs) and it's all broken. (laughs) And then Abigail Brand comes in as, like, building this new thing. And that part's awesome because I like Abigail Brand. I like sword. But why did we do all this? It seems so worthless. Like, we didn't get anywhere. And it it was such a cool premise. And, and like, it's just
0: wasted. The thing that, like, in the waste is what I really want to talk about. Like, not only was this just a nonsensical and confusing thing. First of all, it was so overstuffed. All that whole Imperial stuff on Hulk, sh- Hulkling ship. I can't tell you who any of those characters are around. Here. <laughs> like, and yeah, what all be. the intrigue was about who portrayed who and whose beef was what, who was Cree? who was Scroll? who was impersonating what, like, why, I does, why does
1: Why Spider Man and Wolverine the, have a Fantastic Four suit?
0: Yeah, like I can't. Right? Is yeah. that ever explained? <laughs> no. no I <laughs> oh, I thought so. somebody. I thought somebody knew. Oh no, no, like, no yeah. one knows. If I mean, showed up that way. I'm sure. I'm sure it's
1: in one of the spit. In one of like the, the tie ins that no yeah. one. Like, there's so many. There's yes. so many.
3: They're all Marvel. So, when is there not a million tie ins with a Marvel? But usually no. the
0: main I mean, issues but, at least house yes. the ideas,
3: and then yes. you can go
0: further into the ideas. With yes. the spin-offs this is so nonsensical that the, it, it looks like <coughs> somebody with schizophrenia wrote these like six issues of Empire because it's just like bleh 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 here, and it's just like a panel for everything and like no explanation and doesn't even. And usually they say for more on this, like read, you know, yeah. what Spider-Man and Wolverine are doing to get these Fantastic Four suits in. Yeah, blah blah blah, none of this. that. Yep.
2: Like it's just like we're all over. here. The- it's the- like they stuck the tie-ins and the main issue all together in one issue and then said go read the thing which is crazy because there's two accomplished writers yeah writing this thing
0: and like the other thing that i think that they did that was really bad is they wasted so much character potential in this and and like kind of made these characters and some of the tie-ins got a chance to focus on them and had creative teams that could focus on individual characters but like the main series just going by itself, like. I mean, the Hulk killing Wiccan stuff is 10 times more boring than it's ever been, which mm-hmm. that could have been like a really rich thing to explore. Like, well, and I would Richard.
1: have liked to see more of, like, of Captain Glory, who's a character yeah. that I really liked during that, um, that other, that weekly Avengers event where he debuted. Um, and so yeah. to see him get a bit more action here, I was like, oh, cool. But like,
0: Nope. And then yeah, he's stuck and, in jail. And like, <laughs> granted, granted, like the caveat I'll put out is Marvel could have never seen what the world was going to do this year. And, um, no. and so some of that feels like, you know, just like contextual, like a lot of stuff has shifted and changed in society. That makes this feel kind of a little bit more irrelevant and like not focused on some of the topics it could have probably talked about. But um, putting that to the side. Like, yeah, this was just kind of like bubble gum fl- comic book fluff to the, to the utmost, and it was just – it was a real disappointment. Probably the most – I think it's – if not the worst Marvel crossover, I think it's the most disappointing because of how it hyped up this epic event and then just totally kind of break Avengers vs. X-Men was
1: the
2: most disappointing.
1: Man, I am shocked at it's the terrible. hate on Avengers vs
2: X Men. Look, here's the thing: Black Vortex, forgettable. But I don't look at it as like, oh, it's terrible. It's just forgettable. There are a lot of forgettable. Events. I
1: like, I like Avengers X Men. I, I, I selfishly like a... Black Vortex because there's oh, an alien why? race named after. There's an alien race named after me.
2: Okay, well, okay, fine. That's that's not. I don't it's have nepotism, that. There's no alien race it's, named it's after me. It's my own me, nepotism. So like... That's why. <laughs> but like Avengers X Men with such a high profile premise and potential and these just amazing things so many characters act out of character in that book there is no reasoning literally on the first page that happens in that book (laughs) everyone's acting like a jerk throughout the whole thing not just beast even though beast is a jerk but like like, that's oh man Uh, like by the way comics did also produce something this week another reason why beast is the worst X Man. <laughs> hey. Now oh, he's wait, now BD. he's detaining Russians. Any any ties with the with Russia, you're automatically put in prison. It's awful. It's the awful X Man. Well, BD, what were you gonna say? We're getting away from
0: it now.
3: Uh, okay, that let's close that Cyclops, out. the Scott Summers, was just the uh, just such a dick in Avengers vs X Men. First oh, he's page, simple, he's, he's even before he, he had the Phoenix Force. Like no 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 no. Cyclops needs some respect. Like somebody needs to tell a proper Cyclops story. <laughs> like uh, pe-
2: they, whoa whoa people have <laughs> people yeah.
3: have like they need to get
2: back to that cyclops is great right now yeah house of x cyclops is the. what man. are you talking
0: about yeah Let's all right it. we're getting, away from, we're getting <laughs> away from it empire is terrible hopefully swords uh, uh uh x of swords is gonna be a lot better Boo. I, I i am You're actually i'm actually swords no i was booing empire
1: oh, oh yeah. okay what i say X of swords. I was like, I'm actually starting to get a little bit excited about it because you're starting to see, they're starting to see it in some of the books. Um, and I guess, I guess also in empire, I guess, uh, what book the hell did I read? Was it you that? couldn't tell where she like takes the sword or the, like the lady has, has a sword. I assume that's a sword of X or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited for that
0: one. Yeah. So we'll be hopefully talking about a better Marvel crossover to come. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com, where you can uh, listen to the show, but a lot of more of you are listening at podcast platforms, and so we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist. Uh, you can tell iHeartRadio, and you can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcasts, and it'll get it playing for you. If you want to watch us, we put up live episodes on Facebook every Wednesday and Friday. If you want to talk to us, drop topics. And we're going to start some new fun things. Me and Jim were talking about uh, things to get you guys involved in the show since we've got an actual base of listeners now. We want to do things to get you guys involved, so we're going to come up with some fun interactive activities like uh, maybe a mailbag kind of question and answer where you guys get to fire off questions and we got to answer them. So uh, start, to, start to hang around that hashtag Comic Book Nation because we're going to have fun stuff for you in the coming weeks. Can we bring a fan onto the show one day? yes yes we can
1: that would be I mean, super cool. maybe yeah that could be fun
0: if legally we are
1: allowed
2: then legally we will abide <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna have uh like holiday comic book nation sweaters oh uh, jesus man jesus. i don't know i oh, don't know Maybe. I,
3: like I support that
2: yes if you make <laughs> them yes all right oh i can sew oh boy i'm on this christmas <laughs> lights coming
3: if you he still want to listen to the show after all of this. We, we can't even let him end the show. Yeah, if you want to listen <laughs> to the show after all of this, you're still
0: interested. We put up, like I said, new episodes Wednesday and Friday. Hey, Comic Book Nation. If you like the show somehow, like, five, leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts because when we get back in, we're going to be sending a bunch of T-shirts out to our appreciative fans who have uh, put up those five-star reviews. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get in there and uh, show our appreciation once we get back in our merch closet. Keep that budget up. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys again. Stay healthy, stay connected, and uh, see us when we come back. Peace. Peace.